Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We can't do one thing without you, God, not one thing. Thank you for your presence in this place today, God. Thank you that you never fail to meet us at these altars, God. I thank you. Thank you that every time we cry unto you, you hear us, God. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, I give you praise today, God. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Mm. I'm going to talk a little bit more today about authority. But right now in the in this Oh, this presence, Ooh, I'm going to take some authority. And right now, in the name that is above every name, I take authority over a spirit of rebellion. I take authority over you, and I serve notice on you right now. In Jesus' mighty name. I command you to shut your mouth in the ear of God's people. Hey, you have no legal right not to God's people. And I take authority over you right now in Jesus' name. And we just ask you, Father of all grace. Facebook, everyone that's in under the sound of my voice today, God, we ask you to release a spirit of repentance. A spirit of repentance, God. And release a spirit of surrender into us. That we surrender ourselves to you and to your line of authority. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I give you praise, God. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he gave us a mandate right then. And he said, all authority has been given to him, 
And because of that, I can go. And I can disciple nations. Because all authority in heaven and earth was given to him. And what I, what I want to talk to us today is about levels of authority. Because there's levels of authority. Philippians 2, 9 says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, to the glory of God the Father. Now people say all the time that I'm submitted to God, but they are not submitted to any authority anywhere. And I'm come to tell you today that you're not submitted to God. If you don't submit to authority, you're not submitted to God. Because, see, it's, it's our job. I know some people, and I love them. I love them. And I want them to be set free. Because we've got to be submitted to authority. The word, this word right here, is chock full of authority. It's full of it. There's natural authority. There's spiritual authority. All truth is parallel. If it's true in the natural, it's true in the spirit, right? Okay. The first level of authority is man's authority. Man has authority. In Genesis 1, 26 through 28, we know that God created man in his image, and he gave him dominion, which is authority over the fish and the cattle and the birds. And Ooh, thank you, Jesus. In Psalms 115, 16, it says, The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth I give to the children of men. Psalms 8. <laughs> Psalms 8 talks about it. I want to read just a teeny bit of it because I've got like a hundred and something scriptures okay um, Psalms 8 says when I consider the works of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him verse 6 says you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand God has given me and you man dominion over the works of his hand the earth, the earth. You have to be born of water and blood to have authority on this earth. And man has natural authority. You cannot move or do anything on this earth without coming through man. That's man's authority. Okay, am I making, making sense? Now, I know in the Garden of Eden something happened, and the enemy came in. But he wasn't after authority over the snakes <laughs> and the fish. He wasn't after that. He don't care about that. Well, what was he after? You have to be born of water and blood to function on this earth realm. So the enemy was after influence of man. That's what he wanted. He says, I'm a spirit. 
I have to have a body. And the serpent said, sure, go ahead. That's why the serpent is cursed. You sure God said that? And he got them to disobey the word of God. And as he, when he got them to disobey the word of God, they completely submitted and surrendered their influence, their authority to him. And what they said was, sure, you can come in and use my body. That's what he was after. We do it every day, all the time, every day. Okay, so that's the authority of man. Okay? Then, I got so many scriptures on that, too. Man, it's like, okay, so we see that a spirit, if you're not born on the earth, then you're a spirit. And what we see is those who are born on this earth have the authority to function on the earth. Body, okay? Now, I want to um, tell you the, the definition for authority is permission to act. That's the definition of authority, permission to act. Power is the ability to act. But authority always trumps power. Always. Because I can have the power to crush this. But if my boss says you better not, then I don't have the authority to do it. Even though I have the power to do it. Am I making sense? Authority is what you want. Because I cannot have the physical power to crush this. But if I have authority, I can say, crush this thing. And it'll be done. Authority to influence man is what the enemy was after. Woman, he had to be born on this earth for him to come to this earth and do what he did. And he knew that. He knew he had to have a body. Just like Satan knows he has to have a body. So Jesus Christ was born on this earth as a man. And he did everything he did as a man. Okay? As a man. Now, whenever we get saved, what we're saying then is, Jesus, come in live inside of me, and I give you the permission to use this body to do whatever you want to do on this earth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So often we say, all right, devil, go ahead and influence me, and I'm going to do what you want. That is exactly what we say. And we have been born of the Spirit now. I'm going to say again what we do when we get saved. Okay? We say to Jesus, yes, I give you permission to influence me and come in and use this body to do whatever you want to do on the face of this earth. So we have 
power and authority. We have power and authority. Thank you, Jesus. So the warfare is really over who's going to influence who. That's what the warfare is. Because the enemy's trying to influence, and God wants to influence. Amen. Now, we we exert our authority in prayer. When we get in the presence of God and we hear what God has to say about something, and then we stand and we say, no, devil, you ain't doing it. You're not doing it because you don't have any more authority. Jesus Christ took your authority. You don't have it anymore. You have power and influence and authority over those who have not received Jesus Christ as their Savior. They are still bound by dominion of sin. But I, on the other hand, have asked Jesus Christ to wash me in his blood. And I have asked him to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. And I give him permission to move mission to use me. And so you have no more right over me. We looked at Colossians 2 in home group Wednesday night where where the devil had written papers with all my sin on it that he could hold against me. But God took those papers and he washed them in the blood of Jesus Christ and he nailed them to that cross and he has nothing else on me. Nothing else on me. Thank you, Jesus. So the next level of authority is the believer's authority. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. We know Luke 10, 19. We know it. We do. And I thank you, Jesus, that we know it, but we need to know it. We need to, like, know it. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 10, 17 says, see, God had just, Jesus had just sent the 70 out, two by two. Always go two by two. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Woo-hoo! We said in the name, nothing. He ain't nothing. When you realize he does not have authority over you anymore. He's Nothing. When you realize what you have. Amen. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So we don't rejoice because the enemies are subject to us. But we rejoice because my name is written down in that book. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that my name is in that book. How Old Testament. I know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is in the New Testament. But it was actually under the Old Covenant. Holy Ghost ain't been fell yet. Ain't been fell yet. Holy Ghost hadn't come yet. (laughs) But they did all of this because Jesus Christ is king of the king. He has dominion. He has power. He just said it. All power is given to me. 
And so, therefore, because of that, I'm sending you. But don't rejoice because them devils fall when you tell them to. He knew that he had to come as a man. And because he did, he overruled what was happening on this earth. We have that power. We have that authority. Because of what Jesus did, he gave it back to me. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that I no longer have to be whooped around by the devil. No more. And see, that it's what I want so desperately is to equip us to know who we are and what Jesus did, what he did for us. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, testament. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, without the resurrection, the resurrection hadn't took place yet. If they did it then, how much more are we supposed to be doing? How much more do we have in him? Ha! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for it, God. I want to look at Mark. See, I got so many tabs I can't even see where they at. Matthew, Mark. There we go. Whew. Mark 16, 15 through 20. See, it's our great commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe tongues, and that's not only shakarabase. That's not only shakarabase. That's not only that. That's I don't allow the devil to have influence over this tongue. I'm going to speak with a new tongue. It's a new tongue that's been baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's a tongue that has been saved. It is a tongue that no longer aligns itself with the enemy and speaks defeat. It's a tongue that no longer lines itself up with the enemy and speaks defeat and depression and death. It no longer speaks that. And it is, that is something that we, he has been after forever is my tongue. I mean, the book of James said that thing is set on fire from hell. This thing right here, that little thing right there sets the course of your life. It sets the course of your children's life. It sets the course of everything. I build my future today with my tongue. Hey, I build it right now. What happens to me 10 years from now is due to our speaking the word of God. I better start telling myself to line up. You line up, you line up with authority. You line up in the name of Jesus with the word of God that's been spoken over us. He gives us this. There, yes, there's power of life and death in your tongue. And we yield it to death all the time. So he said, if you believe in my name, you're going to speak with new tongues. You're going to go, and I'm going to speak life over you. Life, life, life. And I will not allow myself to speak death. I will not allow the devil, the enemy, to have influence over my tongue. This is the year, it's the decade of the tongue. It's the decade of that mouth where I'm supposed to speak. And what I speak has creative ability. 
So I speak now. We not only, I'm going to say it again, we didn't enter just a new decade, a new year, a new decade. And this is a whole new, whole new. We don't know. We have no clue what's fitting to happen. But there's an excitement inside of me that's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Studying Passover, studying Pentecost, my God, what you're fixing to do. Woo, Shekara Basay, because this is the only time, <laughs> woo, that, that the very first Passover, they were locked up in their houses because of a plague. And this one, in 2020, we were locked up in our houses because of a plague. God fitting to do something. And you can feel it if you got any kind of discerner going on. You can feel there is something moving in the spirit realm. There's something. Oh, something fixing to happen. Something fixing to happen. And I'm going to be right here when it does. <laughs> he going to find me waiting on him. He going to find me looking for him. He going to want more of your spirit. I want more, God. I want the spirit of the living God to take control where I don't think about man anymore. I don't want to think about man anymore. I want to align myself. In the proper channels of authority. So that when he, because he comes through the proper channels, he's a God of order. Oh, and the word is full of it. I mean, I was like, oh my God, this is not going to end. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I said, God, you're going to have to show me when to quit because I could preach for like six and a half hours. I'm serious. I mean, seriously, there's like a hundred scriptures, and that ain't all of them. Now, Jesus did come to destroy the work of the enemy. But it's up to me to accept what Jesus did. If I don't accept what Jesus did, then the devil's still, he's still going. He's still blowing and going like he wants to. But it's up to me. I'm the one that gives him power over me or God power over me. Think about that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. In Hebrews 2, it talks about how, how Jesus came as a man and he used the authority of man to destroy the devil's power. Just read it. We ain't got time. <laughs> First John 1 9 talks about if I'll confess to him, if I repent to him, then he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me to him. Okay. First John 3, 8. I want to look at that. First John 3, 8. There it is. Let's see up here. Woo. It says, he who sins is of the devil. What? For the devil has sinned from the beginning manifested that the 
Whoa, manifested. I forgot a line. I didn't read a line. Excuse me. I do feel a little bit inebriated up here. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Come on. He destroys the works of the devil. And after destroy the works of the devil. That's what my job is. Stop letting him influence me. I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see them fiery darts. They're coming from Facebook, not God. Thank you, Jesus. We got authority over these things. I'm skipping so much, but if y'all want, mm, man. Okay, so we saw the first level of authority is man's level, man's authority, natural authority on this earth. I have to be born to move on this earth. And spiritual authority is when I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart to save me, to be the Lord of my life, and I give him permission to use me. So then I have his <laughs> authority, which is over the spirit realm. My authority is over the natural realm. Okay? Now we're going to come into the third level of authority. And this is where y'all, not y'all, not y'all. More than just blowing up devils. Y'all let that sink in for just a minute because it had to sink into me. Authority is more than just blowing up devils. There's a way I have to walk. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this, and then we'll try to teach it. I said it in prayer the other day. Because if I say I have authority, but I am not under authority, I'm lying. I'm manipulating. I'm usurping. I don't have what I think I have. Yeah, uh-oh. I don't have what I think I have because... See, God has, let's go look at Matthew 8. We're going to look at that centurion. Matthew 8, and he starts around 5. Ooh, Jesus. Okay, it says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. And, you know, a centurion is a Roman soldier. He was not a disciple of Christ. He was a Roman soldier. And he was pleading with Jesus. He was saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadful, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And to one I say go, and he goes, and to another come. And because he was under authority. I told y'all, I taught, you know, years ago, and when I first read this, I'm thinking, that must be a typo. 
I'm a man under authority. When I tell somebody to come, he comes. I'm like, that don't make no sense. Well, duh. I had to get a revelation. This man was under authority. He knew authority. He had people over him, and when they said go, he went. When they said come, he came. When they said do this, he did it. And he didn't ask any questions. Okay. Keith said to me one time, oh, my God, like 20-something years ago, the very first time Pastor Eileen asked me to preach, I said, no, I'm sick. I ain't coming to church. <laughs> That's what I said. I hung the phone up. And he said, <laughs> and he said, and, oh, I got mad. I'm going to just tell you right up front. I got <laughs> mad. He said, I thought y'all call yourself an army. And I just looked at him. And he said, when the general calls, the private goes. And he don't ask no questions, even if it means his life. That's what the man said. <laughs> I mean, he kind of preached the um, vision. Die. <laughs> even when you don't want to do it, die. And I, I'm, I got mad. And I was like, God, how can you speak through him like that? Because <laughs> I knew it was God. I knew that that was not Keith. I knew it was God when he said it. So I kind of swallowed, and I called her back, and I said, have you got someone to preach tonight? And she's so sweet. She said, no, baby. I'm just waiting on you to obey God. I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I hung up, and I threw up, and I cried, and I said, Keith, y'all got to leave. You just got to leave the house. So they hit seven times, and you know, but God moved because he's merciful. And, you know, and, and when we'll, if we'll just go ahead, just go ahead and do what he's asking us to do. See, all he wants is influence over me. That's all he wants, influence over me so that I'll let him go ahead and use me. I'll let him, I will be his eyes, and I will be his feet, and I will be his arms. I will. And, and he can't ever, he can't move me out of fear if I stay afraid and won't move. You see, so he, he just tries to push me out. He's, he's like the mama eagle, and he's just trying to push me, nudge me out of the nest so I'll learn how to fly. Because if I don't ever get out of that nest, good for nothing, you know, big me, yeah, 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 big me. Yeah. And she's going to be working herself to death trying to get enough worms or whatever they eat. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. First Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Let's, let's do it fast. Let's do it fast. First Tim. First Tim 2, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, I exhort first of all whoo, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for everybody. You should pray for everybody. But verse 2 says, for kings. And all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and reverence. Oh, my God. He just said there's authority over us, and I'm supposed to be praying for him. So I can live in peace. 
Okay, I'm going to say this. If you're not living in peace, maybe you need to start praying for authority. Not praying, God, you got to do something with that authority. God, you got to do something with them. I don't like how they do this, or I don't like how they say this, and I don't like how he tweets this. Oh, I don't know now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So if I don't like what authority is doing, because I don't understand everything that authority knows, you know, God don't tell me everything about this nation. I don't know what's going on. I know what Fox or CNN tells me. And take that with a grain of salt. So, God doesn't tell me everything that's going on over the nation. But he tells me everything's going on in what I am in authority over. So, my authority knows more about what's going on than what I know. I'm not just talking about the government. I'm talking about your church. I'm talking about your home. I'm talking about your job. Okay? Because like I said a while ago, authority, there's more to authority than just blowing up devils. I got to walk a certain way. Okay. Let's go ahead and look at Romans. Romans 13. But we got to, if we would just learn that we do have someone over us that I do answer to, you know that's in every single area of your life? Every, every area. The homeless man on the street has someone over him. Let him go rob a bank and see what happens. He is thrown into jail. We all are under authority. Romans 13.1 says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. So if you're bucking, or like someone says, kicking the pricks, what you doing? You kicking God. I don't, I'm going to say it again. I don't have to understand everything authority does. And when I try to understand it, or I, when I think I'm supposed to understand, I've entered into something else, and it's not God. That's control, that's rebellion, which is witchcraft. If I think I have to know, oh, you want me to do that? Why you want? Why you want me to do that? Why you tell me to do this? Who who are you to tell me to do this? Resist the ordinance of God, and those who resist will huh, bring judgment on themselves. And I'm telling you right now, God is my witness. I am not preaching this for any reason except I do not want any of us to be in judgment. I don't want any of us. And I spent the weekend repenting repenting we cannot put our mouth on the 
on authority. You cannot put your mouth on authority, whether it's your spouse or it's your boss or it's your pastor or it's your president. We can't, we, you can't put your mouth on authority. I am wrong. Even I'm going to tell you, even if authority is wrong. When I put my mouth on them, I just stepped in. So I will be judged. So we need to be real careful what we say. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Then do what is good. And you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. Be very afraid. He does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister. Again, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. And, okay, a lot of people practice evil under the guise of Jesus. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you may pay taxes. How many wants to pay taxes? Not me. They get too much. But we still have to pay. We are still under authority. They wicked as the day is long. And I'm not just talking about bad. I'm talking about they wicked. They, are, they have yielded their self to the influence of Satan. But they're still in authority. And my job is to not mouth them, but pray, God, 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 we, we got to rise up. As he said this morning, it's time for the remnant to arise, to rise up and take your seat of authority and start preaching, <laughs> praying the word of God over our nation, over our government over our churches, over our family. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Okay, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Now, see, we're seeing that it's all truth is parallel. If I have authority, and it's almost like we... Most people don't really have a problem with that world authority. I mean, you know, we kind of know we got to obey the laws and, and we got to do this and think somebody has authority over me. What? I am red-blooded. <laughs> I'm an American. Tell me. Verse 7 says, remember those who, What? Okay, I'm going to read it again because that, that must be a mistake, that word that I'm coming up to. <laughs> Remember those who rule, rule over you, hmm. who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. There's someone who has rule over Okay, let's go to verse 17. Obey the and be what? <laughs> Submissive. Why? <laughs> See, that's a, that's a terrible question to ask. Because I'm thinking I've got to understand something. I always want, why i got to be submissive to you? 
Well, let me tell you, you ain't submissive if you have to say, why do I have to be submissive? Okay. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. That sounds like someone is covering me. And those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for who? You. Not them. Me. If I make it hard for someone to watch over my soul, It's going to be hard on me. I'm going to reap some judgments. This is talking. We, yeah, we're fitting to go to Hebrew. I mean, we just come out of Hebrew. We're fixing to go to Ephesians. And it talks about from single aspect, it covers every relationship. I just want to read that one again. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your soul. As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Let's now go to Ephesians 5. Verse 21. I know everybody wants me to start with 22. But we're going to start with 21. Submitting to one another in the what? Fear of God. You know, because you belong to God. Look, or the way you do something. Who am I fighting against? God. I have to look at you as a child of God. And I am to submit to you. I am to prefer my brother over myself. That means I'm supposed to think more highly of you than I do me. Okay, now we'll hit it. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. The, and he gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Do you know that is what you're supposed to be doing with your wife? That's what you're supposed to do. That, see, Jesus, he's looking at it now as it's a picture. Marriage between a husband and a wife is a picture of Christ and the church. And he prays for us, and he washes us with the word. And he gave his life, yes, so that he, verse 27, might present her to God, a glorious church, and that is what husbands are supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be giving yourself for your wife. You're supposed to be washing the, her with the water of the word. You're supposed to be covering her in prayer so that you can give her 
to God, a glorious bride, spotless. Okay. I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> 27 says that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she her own wives as their own bodies, who, who, he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of one flesh, of his bones. <laughs> For this reason shall man leave his family and cleave to his wife. It goes on and on about the wife, the husband and the wife. We are to honor our husbands. We don't teach honor anymore. We're trying to teach it here at Freedom, that we give honor to people. Honor means that I think of you more highly than I do myself, that I cherish you. That's what we're supposed to do. I am supposed to esteem you. I'm supposed to esteem my husband, and I have failed miserably in this area. I told you I spent the weekend repenting. We have to, we have to get all of, all of this. My walk has to be, he says, narrow is the way. That other way is wide open, and there's a lot of folks going down that road to destruction. But I don't want to be on that road. I want us, me and you, all of us, on this straight and narrow path that leads to him, that is full of his authority. When you keep going into chapter 6, it talks about children obeying your parents. It also talks about how fathers are supposed to treat their children. We're not supposed to provoke them. There's ways I'm supposed to do these things. If I'm going to walk in real authority, there's ways I'm supposed to be. It goes on then talks in, talking about employers and employees. A good employer. You know, I'm supposed to, heaven forbid. And once I see, Apostle Angie teaches us to disarm the enemy, and that's what this is. It's disarming the enemy. And whenever I disarm the enemy and I just go ahead, and I know, I know you mean, but I just go ahead and love you anyway. And, and not and I don't come against you and I'm not you know I'm not riling up and, and I just go ahead and give you what you want. It comes to a point when God will then take over and he's either going to fix it or he will move me out. but I don't go on my own account. I don't go on my own will. I don't go just because I am sick to death of this. I done put up with and put up with and put up with. Well, you ain't dead because you're fussing about putting up with. That's a good. Come to the foot of the cross. Everybody is on the same. It's a level playing field. We all the same. It, we are all loved the same. We're all forgiven the same. We all have the same value. I mean, we are all the same. But we do come into that walk, and things start changing. 
and those who yield the influence to him come on up. They go on up. There's levels of authority. And when you look at the church, Ephesians 4 tells you there's levels of authority. He said he gave to the church apostles and prophets and and evangelists and pastors and teachers to build, to edify, to nurture, to grow that me, to grow me so that I can then become the full stature of a perfect man in Christ Jesus. That's what authority is for. That right there is what I brings out. And we so often we just get so mad, you know, because I can't believe you're trying to do this to me. And I'm really concerned about us. And there's a lot of a lot of big old churches right now that the praise and worship is outstanding, but yeah, you can't do that. And 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 the, there's lights and smoke, you know, machines and all this kind of stuff. But they don't they're not teaching you who you really are. They're not teaching you that. They're not teaching you to die to all that mad on the inside of you. And God will take that mad out. But you're going to have to submit to the authority that's making you mad. Duh! That I need rough grit sandpaper. You know, I am a diamond in the rough. Well, how in the world do you smooth that diamond out? You put it in a rock tumbler, you know? It ain't fun. Then you take that sandpaper and you go, you know, you put it on that little thing. Of course, if we did it like that, you know, oh, God, it'd take forever. But we put it on that little machine and, it, you know. But I come out a diamond, smooth, and, and the light catches all the facets of it. And you see that rainbow, which is God. But when I start out, I'm just this big old lump of coal. coal. Nothing. It ain't pretty. But we, but we don't want to submit to authority. I don't want to submit to the, the authority of my husband because I think I know what we should be doing. And I don't want to submit to the authority of the church because they didn't tell me why they said to do that that way. Go home and we have fricasseed pastor for lunch. Come on, we, we, we do. You, you, know, you, you know you throw that pastor on the grill, cook them up, and then you go eat them for lunch. Do you believe what she said? Or he, because, you know. I love y'all. I know y'all don't be talking about me. I know y'all love me. So I'm talking, I'm preaching, to, I'm just going to look at Facebook. Throw in. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I just can't, I really am concerned about us when, when um, we don't want to submit to authority. So we get out there by ourselves. And that's who the wolf goes to, saying, I'm all that. I don't have to listen to nobody. 
I hear God. Ah, 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 ah. And I really believe that it's a pastor's job to take that hook <laughs> on that staff and go, I'm going to yank you back over here to some sense. Because I'm here to tell you that if you will submit to the authority that God has placed you under, you will prosper. You will find your prayers answered. You will, and you will be promoted. Oh, my God. Y'all remember, I just said a few minutes ago, the first time I was ever asked to preach, I was like, no, I'm sick. <coughs> Again, decided to go ahead and submit. Because, see, I had just gotten delivered of fear. So guess what showed back up? Fear. And if I had surrendered to it, thank you, thank you, Megan. If I had surrendered to it, I'd be in seven times worse shape than I was before. I guarantee you I'd be locked up in my house trembling right now because of some virus that I have authority over. Ho, shakab, I say, uh, I would be locked up over some virus that I have authority over. I have authority over it. Do you hear me? That's a creeping thing on the earth, and I have authority over it. Now, we got to do what God tells us to do. Ain't no condemnation. I'm talking about me and the spirit of fear. If you ain't operating in the spirit of fear, then you all good. But I know that I would be in fear because that's what I was delivered from. And if I had gone back into that fear, it would have been rough, real bad. And I'm talking about authority and submitting to authority. Now, we can't make everybody do everything that we want them to do, right? I can't make everybody get along with me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what real authority is. Are y'all ready? Y'all got your ears perked up? Authority is not manipulating others. It's not manipulating to try to get what you want, try to get them to do what you want them to do. Come on, heads, love, and honor those who are under them. Thank you, Apostle Angie. Thank you. But when you are over, you have a responsibility to use. You don't stand over them going, you better, you better do that. If you don't do that, I'm going to get you. That's not, <laughs> we don't do that. You idiot, can't you see that? Mm -mm. That's bad leadership. That's bad leadership. And what you have is a whole bunch of folks trying to lead. <laughs> Walk in rebellion. But what we're supposed to do is show you respect and honor. Employers are supposed to show respect and honor and say, look, this is what I require for you to have this job. And when you do this, then I'm going to give you this money. But now if they don't do it, you ain't supposed to be browbeating them. You're supposed to say, you are fired. 
I think, well, I'm not going to say, I don't want to go there. You're fired, and you go get someone who will do the job, right? That's what we do. That's good leadership. That is authority. Now, whenever you get in the church, so we have to pray because there's stuff going on inside me. And good leadership knows that. There's stuff going on inside me because guess what? There was stuff going on inside good leadership before they were leadership, which is why we don't judge, which is why we, you know, esteem someone higher than myself. Okay. Okay. All right, this right here is real authority. I do not have control over everything around me, but I do have control over everything within me. I do not have control over everything around me. I cannot make folks act right. I cannot make them do what they're supposed to do. But I do have authority over what's within me. I do have control over how I situation around me. Every single situation around me. And what I'm supposed to do is bring Christ into the situation. That's what I'm supposed to do, is bring Christ into the situation. So some of us have dealt with bad authority. And I can let God work in me. Let him show me what's going on inside of me. And he will deliver me from that authority. And some of us have good authority. And we still want to kick. And it's not going to go well with us. I put myself into judgment when I do that. And so that's why I've been repenting all week. Because I don't want that judgment on me. And I don't want that judgment on you. Because, see, we're dealing with God. We're dealing with God's people, God's authority, God's rule, God's way of doing things. And when you look at all the scriptures that I gave you and that I didn't give you, this whole thing is about the and how I align myself under authority. Psalms 139 says... That the commanded blessing is in unity. What comes on the head goes down. So if I step out over here and I go, or I just leave, then I'm out from under authority. And that blessing is not on me. I want that blessing on me. I want that commanded blessing on me. And so, the way that we get that is to repent. Repent of putting my mouth on God's people. Repent for bucking up against authority and not wanting to listen. Or we're 60. Not wanting to listen to my boss. Because you know I need, to, I need some me time. And I want to listen to you tell me that I have a job to do. I don't want to listen to my husband when he says, no, you ain't getting that car. You know that's beyond our, you know, budget or whatever. Whatever the circumstance is. Well, I want to rile up and say, well, that's a one I want. I'm making things hard for myself. I'm making it hard on me. 
So I need to forgive wrong authority. Whether it was our parent or our grandparent, whoever it was, a teacher in school. My God, the world is full of wrong authority. It's full. The churches are full of wrong authority. They are full of people who abuse people. They are full of it. And God is going to deal with it. I promise you, he's going to deal with it. This life or the next, but he's going to deal with it so that I am watched over, so that I am looked after, so that I am under that covering. I am blessed. Because if I get out from under it or I make it hard and I have judgment, then if I stay under it, all is well. Does that make sense? All is well with me. So, because I was repenting all weekend, that's what we have to do. We have to repent that we have fought against authority, no matter who it was. We fought against them. We have to repent. We have to get that under the blood and ask God to show me why I even want to do that. Well, it's rebellion. We're all born into rebellion we all born into rebellion. When it, if those of you that, that are a little mad right now, it's because you got the spirit of a rebellion. It's because you got rebellion. Well, get rebellion out now so it don't get worse. Because rebellion takes you where you do not want to go. It keeps you longer than you want to stay, and it makes you pay more than you want to pay. You get yourself deep into rebellion, and it is hard to get out. You've got to have the spirit of the living God to come out of that thing. So that's, that's why the word says to beat it from your child. That's what the word says. Beat rebellion far from your child. So they don't grow up and rebel against God and rebel against his authority. Amen. Okay. All right. That's what I have. That's what I have. So right now I just feel like that we need to repent. We need to repent so the altars are open for us to come and repent and lay this stuff on the altar of God. And on Facebook, they just need to repent. You can repent right there in your living room. You can just fall out on the floor. God, I'm so sorry. I have continually always bucked against my authority. I have always always made my authority have a hard time dealing. Forgive me, Father, for every single time that I have put my mouth on your authority, whether it was governmental, whether it was in relationship, or whether it was the church, God. Forgive me for putting my mouth on your authority. Forgive me for putting my mouth on your people, no matter Forgive me for talking about people, for saying anything about somebody that belongs to you, God. Forgive me. I repent, Lord. I don't want that thing in me. I don't want rebellion in me, God. I don't want to rise up against authority. I don't want to think that I'm something that I'm not, God. I don't want to walk around here and think that I have authority in the kingdom of God and I am not submitted to authority. Because you have to get authority from authority. That's what you have to do. So forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. And I know sometimes parents make it real hard. They make it real hard to submit.
But that's what we we repent in the name of Jesus. I repent for rising up in rebellion. I repent, God, for fighting against your authority. Please forgive me, Lord. Wash me clean. Wash all of that out of me, God. Wash it out of me. And I want to rise up in a new authority, God, who is submitted to your children, submitted to your people, God, and I line myself up with authority, the proper channels of authority. I line myself up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.